fantastic morning. And you know, for me, when I was sat there just listening to the testimonies this morning, for me as a pastor here, I think the best services that we have in this place are baptismal services because really what you're seeing is Jesus in action in people's lives. So many different people from young to old, so many different walks of life, so many different experiences, but it's amazing, isn't it? How Jesus can reach into every situation of life. It doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter what we face. It doesn't matter how big the situation or the circumstance is. Because Jesus loves us, because he cares for us so much, he's willing at a moment's notice to step into the trouble, willing to step into the crisis, willing to step into any situation in order to reach us. It's amazing. You know, you listen to Paul's testimony and just so out front and blatantly, he said, Jesus has been there for me at every point of my life. When I wanted to end my life, Jesus was there. When I was going through one crisis after another crisis, Jesus was there. Well, of course, the Bible says that God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Listen, if you don't remember anything this morning other than this, that God will help you in your trouble. Life's full of troubles. When we leave this room this morning, we're uncertain as to what's ahead. That doesn't mean to say, you know, that we, you know, walk with a doom and gloom kind of mentality. No, we keep ourselves up, but who knows what's around the corner. But the guarantee is this, that God is an ever-present help. No matter what faces you out there in life, no matter what faces you, in your world, God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. What a guarantee. Paul used the word guarantee. When Nick was talking about his life, about the situations that he has gone through as a young man. Do you know, life is a beautiful thing. Life's an amazing thing. But very often when we walk on this journey, sometimes it can seem so lonely, so empty, so destitute of hope. And we've all, every one of us in this room, have all had times in our lives where we don't know what we're, where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know where to turn. Jesus says this, come to me. Come to me, all who are burdened by life. You're carrying a heavy weight. You're carrying a heavy load. You're carrying the history of your life on your back and you don't know where to turn. You don't know where to go or what to do, you're fearful, you're anxious, and even you may be at a point in life like Paul and Nick have found themselves in the past where life just gets too much. I tell you now, you can turn to Jesus. Why can you turn to Jesus? I'll tell you why. Because he loves you like no other. He doesn't want to turn you into some kind of religious freak show. He doesn't want to make an example of you. He doesn't want to, you know, rub your nose in all of those things that you know are wrong about your life. Thank God he doesn't do that. My God, if he did that to me, I wouldn't be here. None of us would be here. Do you know what? Jesus loves us. Jesus forgives us. Jesus wants a living, listen, a living relationship 
a living relationship. That's what every candidate has spoken about this morning. Paul used that word guarantee. You know, yesterday we looked at our sofa. It's just over two years old and the stitching has started to come undone. Do you know the first thing we looked at? The guarantee. The guarantee. Why? Because we want to get them out to fix that thing. Unfortunately, the guarantee was two weeks out of date. And we looked at the contract. You look at the small print and you're questioning, you know, are we going to get this guarantee to work for a faulty product? Faye's on the phone. I'm on the phone. We got the guarantee in hand. And we're just asking. And there's a... There's, there's a, a, a question looming over whether they're going to cover the, the faulty product or not. Why? Because the guarantee is up. Let me tell you, God gives you a guarantee for your life that is sure, that is certain, that is unfailing, that doesn't just last for one day, two days, 18 months, five years. It lasts for all eternity. Even, I tell you something now, not even death and the grave can alter this guarantee that God gives to every one of us. That's why it's good news. That's why it's wonderful news. That's why week after week, Sunday after Sunday, we get so excited. Because the guarantee, life cannot alter this guarantee, no matter what you go through. Do you know, in Romans 8, it says this, neither death nor life, nor anything, can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. What a guarantee. Unfailing. Unfailing. Undaunted by whatever hits our lives, God's love will never be broken by our shame, by our sin, by what we do. He loves you, man. That's why he died on the cross 2,000 years ago to demonstrate his love. Like Paul said, so that the, our sins could be laid on him so that we may no longer be guilty or shameful about the things that we've been involved in and the things that we've done. Openly receive forgiveness and a new living relationship with him. You know, I was thinking this morning when the candidates were speaking. I was thinking about the first time that I came into a service like this. I thought, my goodness, what on earth is going on? You've got all these people singing and shouting and happy and clappy and, you know, so exuberant in their praise. What's happening? It's a bit strange. And you may feel like that today. You may be visiting for the first time a family or a friend has been baptized and you've supported them and you've come. We welcome you this morning. But we understand too, it may be a little unusual for you. And I thought, you know, about maybe what you're thinking about. But let me explain it very simply. Why we do what we do. Can I do that? Just in these closing moments, why do we get so excited about Jesus, this person that loves us so unconditionally? Why do we sing and why do we jump up and down? Why do we do what we do? I read a story just this week, an amazing story about a firefighter from America. And he just finished a 72-hour shift. He goes, he's on his way home, but he stops by the supermarket before he goes home. And he's going to pick up some groceries. He walks down an aisle and suddenly a woman starts running at him. She embraces herself around him and 
just starts thanking him profusely. He doesn't know what's going on. Everybody around him are unsure and uncertain by this just outward display of affection and gratitude. He's shocked and stunned as you would be. And then she slowly releases her arms from him and she looks at him and realizes that he doesn't know her. And she says, sir, you don't know who I am, do you? And he says, I'm really sorry, but no, I don't. And the young lady turned around to him and she said, well, you came to me when my life was over. You came to me when there was no hope. You rescued me when I thought that I had no future. And then she began to explain that on the 9th of the 11th, 2001, how that firefighter came into a burning World Trade Center and rescued her. She had come to the end of her life. She thought her life was over. And yet that firefighter came from the safe place that he was in, went up those flights of stairs, rescued her from that burning inferno and took her down into safety. And she said, when I saw you today, she said, before a thought even entered my mind, I had to just say thank you. I had to just, just, just show you my gratitude. I'm so sorry if it's embarrassed you. I'm so sorry if it, if it seems so out of the norm, but I had to say thank you for what you've done for me. Do you know that's an amazing story? It's an amazing, amazing act of love and care from one man who, who stepped into the world of another person that was at the end of their life. The reason why we do what we do every Sunday, in fact, every day, is because Jesus did far more than that firefighter has ever done. And that's not to decry the heroism of that man. That's not to decry what he did and what he went through. But Jesus actually died for us. Jesus rescued us, as we've heard this morning. He's rescued us from fear, from anxiety, some from depression, from sickness, even from a place of darkness where we think we cannot go on, where we think we're at the end of our lives. Jesus can come and has come in those moments of life and rescued us. Do you know what? That's why we sing. That's why we show our gratitude. That's why. Why? Because... He, just like that Savior, went to that woman in that burning trade center, has come into the lowest moments of our lives. He's not left us. He's not questioned us. He's not condemned us and said, oh, you're here again. You've done it again. You've messed up. No, there's never been any of that with Jesus. He's a loving, caring, compassionate Savior that never fails. And right now, today, you know, He's knocking on the door of your heart. You may be here and you've seen a family or a, you've seen part of your family or a loved one go through the waters of baptism and openly declare their love for Jesus. They've trusted him. They've placed their faith in him. What does it mean? What does it mean to trust Jesus? What does that mean? Well, it's a bit like the chair you're sitting on. You just came in here this morning. 
You didn't question the chair's ability to hold your weight. You didn't, you know, get out the drawings and, and, and make a calculation as to whether it's going to hold you up or not. You just sat down on the thing because you knew it was going to hold you. You knew it was going to support you. You knew that it wasn't going to crumble under you. We've all got different weights and measures in this place. But you know what? The capacity of the chair can hold your life. You didn't question that. Oh my God. If we can put our faith and our trust in a simple chair, how about putting our faith and our trust in the King of the universe, Jesus? Hey, how about doing that? Just like these people have done this morning. They haven't had, you know, a rule book given to them. Well, you must do this, 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 and don't do that, and don't do this, and, you know. No, just place your faith. Place your trust in Jesus. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to do that. You say, Dave, can I, can I, can I trust in Jesus? Well, you trust in the chair, don't you? You trust in your bed to hold you up. You trust in, you, you, you're exercising your trust in so many ways every moment of the day. Listen, just use that same aspect, that same element of trust that you give to everything else and now place it in Jesus for your life, for your life. He's not going to make you some religious nutcase. He's not going to tie you up in knots. He's not going to put a straight jacket around you. No, he's actually going to take off the straight jacket. He's actually, you're going to find peace for the first time. You're going to, you're going to see, if you, if you, some of you are carrying weight and guilt and shame about the past. You know what? It's no competitor to Jesus. He does not want you carrying guilt, shame. He doesn't want you carrying this burden in your emotions that's affecting your sleep, that's giving you bad dreams. I'm telling you now, Jesus liberates us. He sets us free and it's, gonna, it's a prayer away from you. It's a prayer away from you. Amen. You're going to be set free this morning. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. And you're going to pray this in your heart. And when you pray this prayer in your heart, we do this every week. You pray this prayer in your heart. Listen, again, I don't know how he does this. But Jesus said, I will come in and I will live in your heart. I'm telling you, I was 15 years of age in a field, right? I mocked people who told me about Jesus. People came up to me, they said, oh, do you know Jesus loves you? And I won't say the words that, that I said to them, but they weren't very pleasant. So if Jesus can accept me, and if he can accept so many other people in this room this morning, let me tell you, he can accept you. If he can take guilt and shame off my life, I'm telling you, he loves you exactly the same. Exactly the same. He'll take that guilt and shame off your life too and give you new life. New life that only he can give. Let's close our eyes for a moment. I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer. Your life may be broken. I'm telling you now, the guarantee is Jesus is the Savior. The guarantee is unfailing. He loves you. He'll never stop loving you. We're going to pray a prayer. You're going to ask him into your heart. A new life is going to begin. You're going to place your trust in him right now. Just say this quietly in your heart. Jesus, I call.
on your name. Jesus. Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart. Give me peace. Forgive me of my sin. Set me free to live the life that you want me to live. Let me, knew, let me know this new life that you have provided for me. I believe you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead. And now thank you for living in my heart. I place my faith and my trust in you. Amen. Thank you.